this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Hello, America. Glad you're here. Thank you for subscribing to The Blaze. Um, this portion of The uh, Blaze is uh, brought to you by Rough Greens. Rough Greens is something that I uh, feed my dog, uh, Uno, and he loves. Uh, I, don't, I don't ever have to sit with him and, you know, hold his hand while he eats. You know, it used to be if, if you move, he would stop eating, and then it was over. And we couldn't get him to gain any weight. Now... Now I think we we better slow down and cut his food up because he is uh, uh, he is eating so much. He loves rough greens, and there's been a huge difference in him. And I and the longer I feed him rough greens, the more changes I see. He's getting a white face now, but he is strong and healthy, which is great. Get your free bag of rough greens just to see if your dog will eat it roughgreens.com you sprinkle it on your dog's food and it has everything they need roughgreens.com slash beck or call 833-GLEN-33 roughgreens.com slash beck Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. What a program we have for you today. We're going to start with what's happening in our schools. There is an amazing story uh, from a middle school uh, that is, believe it or not, charging uh, three eighth graders with sexual harassment um, because they're misgendering a student. They refuse to call their peer um, they, them. So charged with sexual harassment. But that's not the worst of it today. We'll begin with, um, well, aliens, UFOs. And how does that get back to schools? Oh, I'll show you in 60 seconds. 
Sai wrote in about his wife's experience with Relief Factor. He said, I bought Relief Factor for my wife. What a transformation it's made in her. She went from complaining of different pains and stiffness from arthritis to feeling great and able to do things she hadn't been able to do in years. I'm telling you, happy wife, happy life. Thank you. Oh, Sai, thank you for listening. Thanks for writing in. Glad to hear your wife has her life back. And so do you. Um, if you're dealing with pain, please give Relief Factor a try. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors and has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. The three-week quick start developed for $19.95, a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Try it for three weeks. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. Call 800 the number 4 relief 800 4 relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right, I want to start here and believe me we're going to get back to school in a second and you'll see the transition. A House Intelligence Subcommittee today is holding the first congressional hearing on UFOs in 50 years. Now, I don't know if the world has been paying attention to what is happening uh, with the Pentagon and UFOs, but is, I think, the biggest story possibly of any of our lifetimes may be the biggest story in all of human history. But let's talk about misgendering. What's happening right now is the... Uh, Congress has decided to call a hearing on UFOs because there are things that are happening that for the very first time, uh, the Navy and our military can actually track these UFOs. In the past, you haven't been able to track them. You've only had pilots to say, I swear to you, I saw this. But they move so quickly, at least the ones now, that... They could never lock on to them. We have locked on to some sort of a ship with, as it's described, no apparent propulsion system, no heat signature, nothing. And they are moving at high speed and we have tracked them, locked on to them for weeks at a time. They move in ways that are beyond our understanding of physics. Uh, and we have seen them up close. They seem to be, according to the Pentagon, um, I can't say targeting, um, observing our nuclear weapons. Uh, they have been hovering over our, some of our Navy, naval bases. They have engaged in dogfights with our pilots. They have shown that they are way beyond our technology or understanding. So you're left with two things. Now that we have verified, we're left with two things. Are they otherworldly or is that China that has developed technology so far ahead of us that there's no chance of defeating them. From what I have discussed with members of the Pentagon that have been part of this uh, search, 
they say that they just don't believe that it's China because the technology is so far ahead that it would affect the rest of your society. There's no way you could develop just that and not let it bleed into other things. It's too great of a leap. So we don't think that it is China. There's also evidence that we have now collected that shows their the metals that these things are made out of are otherworldly. They're they're um, uh, alloys that we have no idea how to make, and we don't recognize some of the uh, metals in the alloy. So, Congress is going to ask: Are these weather balloons? Uh, yeah, is it something else? Adam Schiff is the guy who's leading this. So I don't expect anything to come from this um, meeting in Congress, this hearing. Everything that is worthwhile is going to be confidential, and they want these to be open hearings. This, in my opinion, is uh, really for those who are paying attention or for those who just want a salacious story about UFOs. But we're, we're not really going to get any information, I believe. Now, I want you just to listen, uh, just listen to this. The government has said that UAP, that's UFOs, probably lack a single explanation. Neither classified nor unclassified reports from the government rule out space aliens. But other possible explanations like airborne clutter, like birds or balloons, natural atmospheric phenomena like ice crystals, Highly classified U.S. government programs or foreign adversary systems from Russia, China, or other countries. I don't believe any of those, but it could be. Let's assume, they say, it's another country, another nation, or another group that is operating something that we don't understand. This according to the Heritage Foundation Senior Fellow for Naval Warfare and Advanced Technology. That's definitely a security threat that we can't necessarily defend against because you can't defend against something that you just don't understand. So we are looking at technology now that defies the laws of physics. Now, let me bring it back to school. The National Science Teaching Association has just held a seminar. Remember, We are talking about possible alien life. What are the ramifications of that? We are also talking about if it is alien life, what do they want? Why are they here? Why are they now presenting themselves and sending a message? This is what Pentagon says. Sending a message to us. We are beyond your capability of stopping us. So don't try. The message is very clear and correct. So if it is aliens, why are they here? What do we do? If it's not aliens, somebody has technology here on Earth that is way beyond our understanding. We don't even understand the alloy. So as we are raising our children and looking for tomorrow's scientists... The National Science Teaching Association has just held a seminar calling, uh, called Queer Your Classroom. 
It happened on April 2nd, instructing teachers on, quote, simple tricks and strategies to affirm and represent queer students who are marginalized in science. This seminar, led by Bronx High School of Science, uh, the chemistry teacher there, Jamie Kubrick, who goes by they and he pronouns, which do not work. You can't be a he and a they. It's not possible. And I'd go as far as saying you can't be a they. But I digress. He instructed attendees on how to affirm and represent queer identities and make impactful changes to K through 12 curriculum. He instructed teachers on the on the Glisten Gender Triangle Education Guide, which defines gender attribution, gender identity, and gender expression, explaining that there's a common mis- uh, misconception that gender and sex are the same thing, but they're not, according to his presentation slides. This is put together by Glisten, a national advocacy organization, which aims to, quote, transform K through 12 schools into a safe and affirming environment. Um, okay. Uh, parents for defending education say this is just more political activism. I guess. What? What are you kidding me? In the presentation, uh, the, um, the instructor provided simple strategies for queering the classroom which includes a suggestion that teachers replace any terms or phrases that reinforce the binary, like prom king or prom queen. Do you see what's happening? Do we have the Michelle Obama quote? Can you pull that up real quick, Sarah? They are changing everything. Just like Michelle Obama said in 2007. And Barack knows that we are gonna have to make sacrifices. We are gonna have to change our conversation. Uh, We're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. We have done all of those things, and we're being told now we have to make sacrifices. We have to make sacrifices. I'm sorry. If you want to fight this war in Ukraine, we're going to have to, well, cause starvation all around the world. You're going to have to pay $6 a gallon for gasoline because Barack knows we have to make sacrifices. We have to change the way we talk to each other, our conversations. Have we done that? We have to change our traditions. Have we done that? Teachers are instructed to ask students for their gender pronouns rather than assuming gender identity or misgendering with incorrect pronouns and use terms like everyone and you all instead of saying you guys. A sample student information survey included in the slides asked students for their gender pronouns, if these pronouns can be used front in the class, and which pronouns the teacher should use when contacting the family. This is, again, undermining the family. So not only are we taking science and making it all about gender studies, and let me go on, The presentation suggests queer ideology can be implemented into every subject, including history, math, English, Spanish, and science. The instructor said, in my chemistry class, I've infused talking about gender and sexuality, even when it doesn't seem like it could even fit. 
or that there would be time. For instance, when we talk about the electromagnetic spectrum, I can connect the word spectrum to how gender and sexuality can be a spectrum so students can understand that there's two ends, but values are possible in between. We are now facing a world that, dis- that, that is actually on a path by leaders for something called transhumanism. Do you know what transhumanism is? It is the merging of man and machine, and it will happen within the next 10 years. We are facing a world of technological change like the world has never seen. You will not recognize your world in 2030. We are looking at a world that is going to change jobs You will change what you're doing now. You won't be doing the same thing in 2030, 2035. Everything is about to change. And we're facing a threat either from China or from space. And we don't know what it is. And we're having our science teachers talk about the spectrum America this is a recipe for disaster pull your students out of school if you can't afford there let's put, let me put it this way i understand i really do understand I didn't want to homeschool my kids. I, I don't feel qualified for it. My wife doesn't feel qualified for it. But I'll tell you this. Your kids will be better off, even if you're not qualified for it, than learning this crap. This crap will sink your kids and your family. The teachers' unions are currently turning your children against you. There's no way for America to survive if they get our kids. And believe me, those both getting our kids and ensuring America doesn't survive, both of those are goals of the teachers union. All right, um, back in just a second. The future is uncertain uh, because it is moving incredibly fast. But here, let me show you the difference. What are they teaching in class? They're teaching that you're going to be oppressed by someone or you're an oppressor. Okay. And there's no way to survive without a big government leading the way and helping you. Right. They're teaching your kids not to how to be successful, but how to be activists. Try the Tuttle Twins books, the Tuttle Twins books. This book I've asked them to make for free uh, and send to you. All you have to do is just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com and uh, just order this book. They'll send it to you for free. You just have to pay for the shipping. It is called The Tuttle Twins and Their Spectacular Show Business. Now, it is emphasis on business, not on show. They're using... Uh, you know, the, the Tuttle Twins, they want to start their own theater and everything else. But the parents are saying, well, that's good. But do you know how to run a theater? Do you know how to 
open a business? Do you know what it means? Who are you? You know, if you get a regular job, you'll have less risk. If you're an entrepreneur, you have more risk. Are you risk tolerant? Are you a problem solver? Who do you have on your side? How do you finance it? What's a business plan? Believe it or not, this is made for, I, I got to believe this is for seven or eight-year-old kids, um, but it can be used really by my high schoolers. It is a fantastic book explaining how business works. We've got to teach our children about risk and entrepreneurship. Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. This is free. All you do is pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's the cost of shipping Tuttle Twins and the spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. This science, this um, uh, science teachers association seminar. Uh, listen to this. Kubiak also explained that when assigning the book, The Disappearing Spoon, which does not discuss any LGBTQIA plus scientists, students can be instructed to research an LGBTQIA plus scientist or other marginalized scientists and talk about how their identity played into their work or their discovery. You know what I'd like? I'd like you to research uh, all of the scientists that have been marginalized that say global warming is bogus. That while the earth might be getting warmer, all of the solutions that they're talking about are all driven by money. And all of the scientists that have sold out their souls for political reasons. That, you know, I'd like you to check that one out because those are marginalized scientists as well. By the way, it, I mean, you want to talk about science. Uh, this actually came out from LiveScience.com yesterday. No. It looks like there is a door on Mars that goes into a rock. But now NASA's Curiosity rover shows that alien door just being an illusion. It's a natural feature of the Martian landscape. Oh, my gosh. Are we this stupid that we think that we can look through a telescope and see this rocky planet with a door to the inside of the planet? Really? Are we this stupid? Don't answer that question, please. Don't answer that question. One more story. Virginia schools are at it again. Fairfax County. They are now going to punish malicious misgendering at the same level of assault and battery. This is Fairfax County Schools. What happened? How did, how did this happen? Sexual harassment for malicious misgendering K through 12 and now punishable up to level four sanctions, which is a sanction that you would use if the kids set fire to the school.
The Glenn Not Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, as inflation gets worse, the Fed continues to raise interest rates. There's some key money moves that you really need to consider making um, to ensure that you and your family are in the best financial situation you can be in. There's no way the Fed is going to be able to control this. They can't. It's too far down the road. They've printed too much money. So what do you do? Pay off your debt. Pay down your debt. Shore up your budget so it can withstand any additional economic hits. One of those hits is going to be the raising of the interest rate. If you have a uh, an adjustable loan, uh, and you may think, no, I'm safe. Your credit cards are adjustable. The average credit card now is about 20% interest. That's insane, and it's only going to get worse. Please call American Financing and see if they can help you with what you have going on and your credit card adjustable rates. Get out of those things, pay them off, pay them down. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Call them now. All right, we have uh, a some great coverage on the primaries that are happening today. In half an hour, another candidate from Pennsylvania. This is the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray joins me. He's uh, filling in for uh, Stuber Gear, mm-hmm. who is. Uh, have you heard any updates on his uh, plastic surgery? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of swelling involved. It's pretty painful. Some really? bleeding. He could come but, in with some yeah. black eyes, but yeah, makeup could cover that probably next week. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, there is a story from the Washington Examiner that is really important today. The New York man who shot up a Buffalo supermarket on Sunday kept no secrets about how and why he planned to murder as many blacks as possible. Of course, we know from the mainstream media that reason is he's a white supremacist Republican. Um, However, um, that doesn't seem to be true. Hmm. Um, The corporate media has from from the very get-go, tried to associate him with the Republicans, say that he's a conservative, uh, say that he got all of his training from Tucker Carlson. But, um, you know, it's weird. It's weird. In the 180-page document authored by the shooter, he doesn't mention, uh, mention Tucker Carlson not even once. Not at all. Not at all. There is one mention of Fox News Uh, And it's an infographic uh, showing the top Fox News hosts such as Maria Bartiromo and Greg Gutfeld as being Jewish. He then also says Rupert Murdoch is uh, a Christian Zionist who may have Jewish ancestry, although it's never been publicly admitted. (laughs) So, oh, another thing. Ben Shapiro is mentioned multiple times, including as an example, as the rat of the jewish people oof so um gosh that doesn't sound conservative to me doesn't sound republican doesn't sound like he's learned anything from anybody that is on the right um moreover he has described himself as an ethno-nationalist and eco-fascist national socialist He loathes libertarianism and conservatism in particular. 
ask yourself, I'm quoting from him, truly, what has the modern conservative managed to conserve? Not a thing has been conserved other than corporate profits and the ever-increasing wealth of the 1% that exploit the people for their own benefit. Does that sound at all he like a Republican? Like the president of the Republican Party. <laughs> he does. Doesn't he? Conservatism <laughs> is dead, thank God. Now let's bury it and move on to something of worth. The shooter admits he's a socialist depending on the definition. Now listen to this. He wrote... Worker ownership of the means of production? Well, it depends on those who those workers are, their intentions, who currently owns the mean of production, their intentions, and who currently owns the state and their intentions. So in other words, if the workers are black, no, they shouldn't own that. If the <laughs> government is black, no, they shouldn't be into... Uh, Owning all of the means of production. But if it's a white nationalist government, I'm all in. Does that sound like somebody that likes the Constitution? The diatribe implies those workers better be white Gentiles who worship Mother Earth. Now, here uh, is where he really starts to bring in his environmentalism, which is so incredibly conservative. <laughs> Green nationalism is the only true nationalism, he writes. There is no conservatism without nature. There is no nationalism without environmentalism. The natural environment of our land shaped us just as we shaped it. We are born from our lands and our own culture was molded by those same lands. The protection and preservation of these lands is the same important as the protection and preservation of our own ideals and beliefs. For, for too long, we have allowed the left to co-opt the environmentalist movement and serve their own needs. By the way, you're now starting to get to who he really is. And it is something that I think mm, this will be the only large conservative audience that has even heard about what I'm about to show you. The left has controlled all discussion regarding environmental preservation while simultaneously presiding over the continued destruction of the natural environment itself through mass immigration and uncontrolled urbanization while offering no true solution to either issue. There is no green future with never ending population growth. Malthusian. The ideal green world cannot exist in the world of 100 billion, 50 billion, or even 10 billion people. Continued immigration into Europe is environmental warfare and ultimately destructive to nature itself. So the guy is Methusian. The guy is one of these old style um, conservationists that say the only way to conserve is to kill people. Europe of the future is not one of concrete and steel, smog and wires, but a place of forests, lakes, mountains, and meadows. You've got to depopulate. Not a place where English is the de facto language, but a place where every European language, belief, and tradition is valued. Let me say this again. Does anybody recognize it yet? Not a place where English is the de facto language but a place where every European language, belief, and a tradition is valued. Each nation and each ethnicity is molded by their own environment, 
And if they are to be protected, so must their environments. There is no traditionalism without environmentalism. This guy is a capital T traditionalist, which I have told you comes from Russia. Who has educated this guy? Most likely Alexander Dugan or one of his kind. The fascination um, it, it, it with fascism and the um, and the environment and white supremacy and anti-Semitism. This is Germany. This is Germany. But he takes also the view that people are less important than the planet. And uh, he said that he was killing blacks, quote, because Jews can be dealt with in time, but the high fertility replacers will destroy us now. End quote. This guy is sick, twisted, clearly a Nazi, says he's a socialist and a fascist. That is not a Republican. And you are doing grave damage and you are doing um, you are causing the problem to get worse by ignoring the true problem and blaming it on Republicans. He was not radicalized by watching Fox News. He was not listening to Ben Shapiro on his way to work or anybody like me. He was most likely a fan of Alexander Dugan and a fan of the Green New Deal. What do you say we stop trying to be armchair warriors and uh, and armchair coaches and say, you know what? Why don't we actually look at how the game was played and what the player said he was trying to do? Let's look at who this guy said he was instead of inventing something brand new. But that's not really possible. Did you see the article in Rolling Stone yesterday? The editorial written by Talia Levin. Now, she's written several articles, but the media is not connecting the dots. Obviously, they are endorsing her. I don't know how she got an an article into Rolling Stone. Um, The headline yesterday, Buffalo Shooter is not a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican. The right wing extremists who control the modern GOP are gripped by racist delusions. The shooter is just the latest to act on it. Okay, so... How can she go into this? I'm not even going to give you the article. Um, This is the only article that she's ever written for Rolling Stone. So who is she? Well, she's a quote unquote journalist. Okay. Air quotes, journalist. And I don't mean journalist, even in the new sense of journalist, you know, where it means activist, not actually journalist. She's much worse than that. Listen to her record. She has a book out, The Culture Warlords, My Journey into the Dark Web of White Supremacy. Um, She was also fired from her job at The New Yorker as, get this, a fact checker because she called an ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, uh, the group, uh, neo-Nazis. 
She said there was one ICE person that had a neo-Nazi tattoo. It was an iron cross, she said, as the fact checker, the emblem of the Nazis. No, it actually wasn't. It was a tattoo of the guy's platoon because he was a Marine and wounded in action, which she, of course, blamed ICE. She said they targeted her for, um, you know, just for being uh, a, in her words, a fat Jewish feminist with a Harvard education. No, um, actually, you were fired from your job uh, because the New Yorker hired you as a fact checker and you got all of the facts wrong. She even lost her professor gig at NYU. NYU canceled her class. She also is a big defender of George Soros, an article in the Washington Post. Conspiracy theories about Soros aren't just false, they're anti-Semitic. She is a huge defender of George Soros. I wonder why. Oh, I, I actually don't. I just saw that on her resume, she worked for Media Matters. Oh, okay. So here are some of the headlines that she has written in the past. The far right continues to spread the conspiracy theory that inspired the synagogue shooter. YouTube banned Alex Jones, but it's letting white supremacist content thrive. So YouTube is also very, very right wing and pro white supremacy. Backlash to Professor's anti Kavanaugh tweet illustrates the content pipeline from 4chan to the Tucker Carlson show. Uh, how the Russian concept of info noise can help American outlets cover Trump. How YouTube facilitates right wing radicalization. Uh, in drawing equivalencies between white supremacists and Antifa, uh, media outlets obscure ideologies and impacts. She thinks Antifa is that they're all heroes. Um, a list of right wing amplifiers of QAnon conspiracy theory. The lists include menaces to society as James Woods, Roseanne Barr and Kurt Schilling. Uh, that's who wrote this article. She cannot hold a job. She's been fired from left wing, massive radical organizations. And Rolling Stone puts an editorial out. Gee, I wonder why. And most likely it will be the last editorial she writes for. I mean, if she's going to keep her record going, this will be the last one she writes. And then she'll find some other organization that will play cover for her as an actual journalist. This is what you're up against. This is why you have to pay attention because this poison is being pushed out into the mainstream by corporate media every single day. You have to know who it is and how to argue or tell your friends. No, this is who this person is. Disregard it. Back in a minute. And it's amazing to me. It's not it's not the uh, right wing sources that are saying, hey, we should fire her. It's the left. All right. Tunnel to Towers uh, is supporting veterans and all those that put their lives at risk for us. Since 9-11, Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting these heroes and their families. So when a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling uh, severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. 
This is how we can be involved and help. $11 a month will make the world of difference. $11 a month they ask you to donate at T2T.org. That's T, tunnel, to, the number two, T, towers, tunnel, two towers, T2T.org. Go there now, T2T.org. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. It is an extraordinarily important day for conservatives to go out and vote. If you are having a primary in your state, vote today. Vote today. We need warriors going in. Um, let, me, let me just read something to you. This is from a uh, Slate Parenting Facebook group um, that uh, uh, one of my producers found that I think is, it shows you how, how upside down the world is. Yesterday, my 17-year-old daughter, junior high in school, told us that she, or junior high, junior in high school, told us she was going to her boyfriend's house. Turns out she lied. I only found out today because I casually mentioned Roe versus Wade may be overturned. Okay. Immediately, in the old days, you'd be like, "Uh uh-oh, what's happening? Uh, But here's what happened this time. Uh, She replied, I can't wait. So many innocent lives will be spared. We got into an argument, which she ended up confessing her actual whereabouts. She went to a pro-life rally with her boyfriend. We've grounded her and taken away her phone for going behind our backs, but she's showing no remorse. I just can't believe it. This is a girl who dressed up as Ruth Bader Ginsburg for Halloween when she was 10. No, you dressed her up. She's heading to law school in a couple of years. I seriously thought she was pro-choice and a feminist. I've been taking her to rallies and protests since she was a baby. Uh, I've been educating her about safe sex and consent. We donate to Planned Parenthood every year for Christmas. Uh, I'm furious at her for going behind our backs. I'm suspicious of her boyfriend because he's a conservative-leaning Christian. I just don't want to have raised a daughter who votes for whomever because her boyfriend does. How do I convince her being pro-life isn't helping her in the long run? That's how upside down our world is. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So do you remember the commercial, Never Let Them See You Sweat? I always thought that was an effective commercial. I think the commercial for Sweat Block uh, should be Don't Sweat. Uh, because I, I'm telling you, I've used their deodorant stick, stick, and it's the best I've ever tried. But the Sweat Block wipes I used last week, uh, I think it's it's been seven days. I put I put it on once and I don't sweat my underarms. I don't my mm. I don't smell at the end of the day when I've been outside in a hundred degree temp. It's amazing. You got to get that to Jeffy. Yeah, I know. We got to put it all over. He needs to take a bath yes. in it. It is truly remarkable stuff. Sweat block. Sweatblock.com. Sweat. I'm going to actually try it on on my forehead and my. Because I was out, Mm -hmm. and my underarms were not, I wasn't perspiring at all, but my head was just pouring water. (laughs) Uh, It's truly an amazing thing. Uh, Try it now, sweatblock.com. By the way, I don't think you're supposed to do 
what I'm going to do. But anyway, uh, sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Beck. You can also find them on Amazon. It's remarkable. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Pennsylvania is probably where all eyes are going to land tonight as we count the votes in the primary. Uh, the primary is going to go to, I think, some, I hope, some really radical left-wing uh, politician. Um, and then, who's it going to be on the other side? Is it going to be Dr. Oz, McCormick, or Barnett? Now, we've had Kathy Barnett on. We're not going to have Dr. Ross on. Uh, and uh, we wanted to have McCormick on. He's on with us in just a second. This is probably one of the key races. It is the key race in America today. Primary in Pennsylvania. Dave McCormick, the candidate for the Senate, joins us in 60. Hannah wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. Now I can work in my flower garden. I can walk my dog, run up and down the stairs. I can do all the things that I I used to do without pain. And I sleep through the night, which never used to happen. Thank you, Relief Factor. I absolutely love this stuff. It's changed my life. Hannah, thank you for writing in. Dealing with pain is really tough. If you've tried everything, I mean everything, like I had, you're going to think to yourself, there's no way this natural thing is going to work for me. I I understand. I was there. There's no way this was going to work for me. I still take it three times a day. I've been taking it for years now, and it has transformed my life. It is Relief Factor. Get a trial pack right now. Try it for three weeks. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You'll get the three-week trial pack for $19.95. 800, the number four relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. U.S. Senate candidate Dave McCormick joins us now. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, Glenn. How are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, This is such an important race. We cannot lose this seat. Uh, And it, it is down to three of you. Uh, Donald Trump has has endorsed Dr. Oz, uh, which I, I don't understand. But um, Kathy Barnett was on with us last week. I think she's good. Uh, I have some questions, but I think she's good. And I wanted to make sure we talked to you today, uh, the day of the primary. So let's just start with with I know who you are, that you are a, you were a, a, a guy who went out and fought for our country. You went to West Point. You were a paratrooper in the 82nd Airborne with the uh, Army. I really appreciate all your service. Where do you stand on ESG? 
Well, listen, I think what's happened, well, for, uh, first, again, thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, I think what's happened in, um, in our business community and in, in government with this shift towards wokeness, it's the combination of really wokeness and weakness that um, has made me want to run and really believing that's taking our country in the wrong direction. And the ESG is at the, is at the top of the wokeness list, where essentially the idea of sustainability and the, and the broad ESG platform has, has permeated everything. It's become the highest order. It's become what's supposed to drive companies, what's supposed to drive our government. And I think it's taken us in a really damaging direction. And it's, it's, it's thoughtless. It doesn't have a lot of rigor behind it. And, um, and I think it's bringing CEOs into the world of policy and politics, which is exactly where they don't belong. And so I think it's a dangerous trend, but it's part of a broader trend where you see wokeness really chipping away at our institutions, our military, our schools, our business community. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm running, to push back on, on the combination of those two things. So tell me about inflation. What is happening and what do we do to, to stop it? Yeah, I'm uh, driving around Pennsylvania in my pickup truck. I have a family farm here. I grew up here in, in Pennsylvania, in a small town called Bloomsburg. Okay. One company town with the McGee Carpet Mill, which uh, uh, sadly has uh, mostly gone away at this point. And this is the issue that comes up over and over again is inflation. And it's the direct result of Joe Biden's terrible policies. Joe Biden's blaming on everybody but himself. That's the first thing I learned at West Point is leaders take accountability and he's taken none. And the, there's three things that he's done that have really driven it. The first is the enormous spending. What's happened in the last 18 months goes beyond anything in history in terms of the spike in spending. It's his terrible energy policy, which, which overnight made us energy dependent. And of course, fuel costs is, is a primary component of inflation. That's, and that's killing Pennsylvanians, working families, elders on uh, fixed income. This inflation and in gas prices is, is just very damaging. And then he's, he's had a very um, socialist agenda and, and high regulation, which has hurt our economy and, uh, and, and really taken us back from the pro-growth policies of President Trump. So what do you do? Well, you show up on day one. I'm a guy who, who's been a CEO of two big companies. I ran a company that created 600 jobs in Pennsylvania. You have to reverse those things. You have to cut back on the spending quickly. Um, this is extreme and it's flowing into our economy and driving prices up. You have to reverse the energy policies, make us energy dominant deregulate our energy sector, create pipeline capacity, and you have to have pro-growth economic policies, Keep make the tax cuts permanent, and uh, reduce regulations. And that's, that's the magic formula. This isn't, uh, this isn't uh, a mystery. It's a, that's the magic formula for unlocking our autonomy. Joe Biden has done the opposite thing and not taken responsibility for it. Um, it. Parents all over the country are facing crazy things in their school. Would you... Def, would you uh, 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 defund and close down the Department of Education. Yes, I would. De- yeah, well, I certainly would, and I defund anything that supported the teaching of critical race theory in our schools or a distorted sense of American history. It's it's outrageous that uh, the exceptional America that we all love and have benefited from, um, the greatest country in the history of the world, that history is not being taught. Um, what's being taught is a history of apology, uh, all the things that are wrong about America as opposed to all the things that are right about America. And you can't even raise your hand to, to disagree or argue about it because of cancel culture. So I think what we learned in COVID uh, was that parents got a little closer look at what's going on in their schools and they, and they don't like what they see. 
They don't like what they see in terms of uh, the schools and school boards and local governments, you know, petty, petty tyrants telling them what they should do with testing and masks and uh, vaccines. They don't like the, the, the curriculum that's being taught. And they don't, haven't even historically had transparency on curriculum. It's only because you're sitting next to your kid while they're working from home that you see really what's being taught. And they don't like the sexualization that's being taught in the right. schools and when it's being taught by whom. And so I think we've got a crisis in our schools. Certainly the Department of Education is, is, is part of the problem. But the real problem is we don't have school choice. And so that's that's the way to create the right accountability is to uh, is to break the back of our current model. And the only way to do that is give parents and students choice, put the money with the kids, and I think you'll see a completely different system. It'll be disruptive as hell, but it's, it's very necessary. The border. Yeah, I went to see it. Um, you know, I've been following this carefully, obviously watching on TV. I, I went to Yuma uh, about uh, six, seven weeks ago. Brandon Judd, um, the president of the Border Patrol Union, has endorsed me. Um, whatever you think you've seen until you've been there, it's worse. Um, the border is wide open. It's killing Pennsylvanians. We have a fentanyl crisis in Pennsylvania, 5,000 um, deaths last year. Um, the crime, the midnight flights, it's, it's, on the, it's a top three issue for Pennsylvanians. And uh, it's, a, it's an easy fix. You just have to go back to the policies President Trump had. Finish the wall. You can see the wall where I visited. There's a wall, and then there's big stacks of steel, and there's contractor trailers. By the way, the contractors got paid because, even though the wall wasn't finished. Went to the, the construction. And you got to reverse the catch and release. And, um, and then we got to crack down on this fentanyl problem, and, we, and, and the border's the first step. Law and order uh, in our cities is the second step. We got a, a terrible district attorney in Philadelphia, and, and we're, not, we're not being tough enough on uh, drug crimes. We got to kill the cartels at the border. And, uh, and, and you know where that fentanyl's produced? China. So we got to go hard at China on a, on a whole range of things, but we got to close down the fentanyl factories, which come to Mexico, go across the border 48 hours to get to the Northeast, it is a big deal in Pennsylvania, Glenn. This is this is probably the thing on the campaign trail that surprised me the most was how big a problem we have in fentanyl. I, I had read right. about it, but it's terrible. It, eighteen of what is it? Eighteen to forty nine or eighteen to thirty nine year olds. Uh, it's the number one killer uh, in America. Yeah. Hundred and I think nine thousand, which is about fifty thousand more. Uh, then uh, died in COVID. I mean, it is a massive, massive problem that nobody's talking about. Um, you are right about t- that. Talk to me about, you know, you just mentioned China. Uh, talk to me about what we're doing in Ukraine. Would you have voted to the, for the last $40 billion to bring our aid up to Ukraine to $58 billion? A- Absolutely not. I'm, I'm offended by it, um, but I'm offended for two reasons. I'm offended by the way this came about $33 billion proposal from Biden makes its way to the, to the Congress somehow along the way, 7 billion more gets, gets thrown on top of it. No hearings, um, no clear accountability, not sure, sure where the money spent. So that's offensive. And then on top of it, $40 billion going out the door at a time when America's in crisis, we're in a crisis, you know, a fraction of that could finish that border wall I was just talking about. So I think um, the whole notion of doing that just shows how disconnected Washington is right now from the people I'm seeing in Pennsylvania every day. And they're, I mean, they're, they're angry, Glenn, you know this, they're angry about a lot of things, but it's stuff like this. 
that makes them scratch their head and say, what the hell is going on down there? And, uh, and listen, as a business guy, as someone who's never been in politics, I can go down there and be a disruptor. I, I will look at things through the, through the lens of what makes sense, what's common sense, and what, uh, what do my conservative values that I've lived my whole life tell me we should do right now. And uh, my obligations will be only to the people of Pennsylvania, and I'm, I won't be afraid to break a little glass. Um, the, um, the U.S. military is just, it's being run by idiots and uh, uh, morons and uh, politicians, honestly, leftists. Can we, can we clear enough wood out of the top of the Pentagon to restore the credibility back? Well, you need, listen, you need, you need, um, you need war fighters. Uh, you need war fighters. Uh, there's, there's two problems that I see with our, with our current military. The first problem is the one you refer to where we've got, um, we've got a, a whole social hearing yeah. agenda that's high, the wokeness that I mentioned earlier. And that takes focus off of uh, war fighting. We have, we've got a bunch of leaders, both mil- uniformed and civilian that are much more worried about ESG and things like that than, you know, how do we go head to head with China? And so that's problem one. Problem two is I, I fear we're making the mistake that our military has made in the past, which is we're fighting uh, the last war, not the, not the future war. And when I look at what it's going to take to go head to head with China, uh, I don't think we're investing in the right things. I don't think we've got the right kind of innovative leadership. I think there's complacency. And I think, um, I think we're not on a path to be the dominant force in the world that we need to be. And, uh, you know, I'm subscribed to Ronald Reagan's line of peace through strength. And America needs to have the premier military in the world. And, and it needs to be clear that if you cross the line with America, the results will be devastating. And I, I fear that our military is taking us down a path where, where that's not the case. And then, of course, when you have incompetent leadership at the top, like Joe Biden and the debacle in Afghanistan, that, that, that invites tyrants around the world to test us because they think, uh, they think they found a soft spot. So one more question, and then I'll let you go, Dave. I know it's a busy day for you. But uh, we're talking to Dave McCormick. He is uh, running for U.S. Senate uh, in Pennsylvania. This is probably the number one race. Um, you know, um, some people don't understand why uh, Kathy is surging uh, in the polls here recently. And I think it is because, if I may translate, I don't think... Um, Republicans truly understand how done uh, Republican voters are with the Republican Party, how done they are with saying one thing and then getting in and and thinking you're fighting the same fight that we fought in, you know, 1985. Um, We are up against the wall. The Constitution is barely hanging on. We are in the fight of our life. Why should Pennsylvanians trust that you're going to go in and you're not going to be part of the McConnell, you know, Romney clan. Yeah. Well, listen, I think Pennsylvanians are zeroing in right now on, um, on a couple of things. They feel like the country's slipping away. Uh, they know that this race is the most important race in their lifetime. They're trying to figure out who the candidate is that best shares their conservative values and, and agrees with what you said and is going to fight for it. They're asking themselves who can win this general election because the stakes are so incredibly high and they're, and they're asking themselves who has the experience to show up on day one and deal with the things you just asked me about the border inflation, because we don't have time for on the job training. We know what that looks like. That's Kamala Harris. That's on the job training, right? It's a disaster. 
And so um, I believe I'm that candidate. And that's the momentum that I'm feeling on the ground, because as people zero in on this, they don't want to take any risk. And as with regard to Kathy, I know Kathy got to know her on the campaign trail. I admire her personal story, but she's been tested. She was tested 18 months ago and lost um, a congressional seat by, by 20 points. And now is under the spotlight. And listen, I've been under the spotlight for a long time. Um, and there's, there's questions that all of us need to ask and she cer- or answer rather. And she certainly needs to answer all of those, including, you know, the support she has from the club for growth, which is a perfect example of a, of a big part of the establishment. So um, that's, that's the state of the race. And um, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Glenn, the thing I would like to, to close with is uh, for your Pennsylvania listeners, I'm asking for their vote. Um, I've, I've, uh, you know, somebody asked me the other day if I'm America first, I've been America first, uh, since, uh, uh, at the age of 18, when I went to West Point and then, and then went to the 82nd airborne division. And I'm a conservative that, uh, has succeeded in business. I've lived the American dream and I want to have a chance to make sure that American dream is available for our kids. And it's not going to be unless we take significant, uh, change, corrective action right now. And, um, and I can be a big part of that change in the Senate on behalf of the great people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So thank you, sir, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Dave, it's great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. That's Dave McCormick. You can follow him or find out more information if you uh, are are thinking of voting in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dave McCormick, PA.com. Dave McCormick, PA.com. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Not only is the Federal Reserve affecting interest rates, they are also bringing about a more volatile stock market. That hurts you. That hurts uh, your wealth, your spending, your retirement, all of it. At this point, unless something unbelievable happens, a recession is coming. Are you prepared for it? You need to protect your assets and your finances, which is why I, can, uh, I continually um, try to encourage you to get a free mortgage review with American Financing. You can learn about custom loan options. It might fit your budget better. It may not. Um, looking at your home equity that is right now, can you use that to pay off high interest debt from your credit cards? Um, you could even shorten your mortgage term. Anything you can do to keep more of your hard-earned money. They're currently saving people like you up to $1,000 a month. Imagine what that could do every month for your family. It's AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. you think of him i liked him yeah i did too i liked him i, think, I like i like kathy i'm i'm i do too but there's some questions there yeah and it's and it, the stakes are so high but yeah. i mean i don't i'm glad i'm not voting because <laughs> it'd be hard I, i'd hate to have to make that choice it would absolutely be between mccormick and barnett yeah for me yeah for, for me, me it would uh, i mean I, but i have Oz to tell you even be a consideration i me. have to tell you uh one of the reasons why donald trump selected him mm-hmm. is because he thinks knows he, can win. he thinks he can win mm-hmm. and he has judged him. And I know he does not want. He, he said, I can't do anything if I have the same kind of Republicans that I had. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't believe Donald Trump had changed. I don't I, I don't know. I don't know Oz uh, has changed at all. Um, and it's a big, big risk. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not there. I know. Glad I'm not. It would be tough. Please go out and vote. Whoever it is you're going to vote for, please go out and vote. And if you're uh, voting for a Democrat, please vote for the really, really super liberal one. The I think he just had a stroke, didn't he? Yes. Which is, I mean, really sad. And I, I mm-hmm. pray for his family and, and for his full recovery. But, I mean, it is kind of a accepted thing to have, you know, uh, you know, People that just can't somebody think brain straight. damaged yeah. in office. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is kind of a thing. It is kind of a thing. Age or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but he's he might be, and not because of his stroke. I really sincerely hope he gets um, has full recovery on his stroke. Mm-hmm. But he is a guy that is so radical that he didn't want to campaign with uh, Joe Biden, not because Joe Biden is unpopular, but because he thinks Joe Biden is a sellout. And My hasn't gosh. gone far enough. Put a Republican against uh, him, uh, and you you could win big in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Which Republican? That's up to you. And we will watch tonight, Pennsylvania. But please go out and vote. The Glenn Beck Program. Lots of reasons you don't want, uh, you know, some cyber criminal stealing your personal information. Tanya had a problem yesterday. She uh, she uh, got a text from um, PayPal and said, hey, uh, you have to uh, reset your password. Uh, just click here. She clicked on the PayPal link and she went in and she changed her password and gave her social security number. And then she realized as she sent it, oh, my gosh, that's not PayPal. Uh, and she, for the first thing she did was call LifeLock. Uh, I, this is where things really matter and why you want LifeLock. She called LifeLock and they said, yep, you're scammed. Uh, we will watch for it. Go call PayPal. Make sure, change your password, change everything. Um, and, uh, we're watching it for it. And they said, but honestly, don't worry. You have insurance through us, uh, and we'll fix it if it's the pro- if it does become a problem. LifeLock—they're the best. Join now: eight hundred LifeLock, one eight hundred LifeLock, or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code Beck and save twenty-five percent. Don't forget to use the promo code Glenn to get ten dollars off your subscription at BlazeTV.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to Pat Gray, who is uh, sitting in for uh, Stuber Gear, who is having some uh, anti-aging plastic surgery done uh, this week. Um, we would mm. we would ask not for your mm-hmm. prayers, but for your thoughts. Uh, yeah, for him as he undergoes the knife in Tijuana, I believe. Mm, I think it was Tijuana. Yeah. yeah. So. It was and a don't say anything. there. Yeah, and don't say anything when he comes back. Right. He's going to pretend that he didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Anyway. I think it'll be still pretty obvious because I don't know if the swelling's going to go down that quickly. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I guess. In uh, 1896, the Supreme Court on this day in 1896 uh, ruled in the Plessy versus Ferguson to uphold separate but equal accommodations in streetcars. And this is where America went off the rails. Uh, it was used to justify the segregation of public schools and everything else. Then, I'm sorry, it was uh, uh, in 1896. Today is the anniversary of what happened on May 17th, 1954. And that is the overturning of Plessy versus Ferguson uh, in the ruling of Brown versus the Board of Education. And it was um, a young woman, African-American, Linda, Linda Brown, who was denied enrollment to a school because she was black. And she said, not only is segregation unconstitutional in school, but all separate but equal laws were unconstitutional as well. This is what led to the end of segregation. And it was... Even uh, though there was precedent? Yeah, there was 58 years of precedent. Even though stare decisis exists? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you wow. Know, Roe versus huh. Wade was in effect for 49 <laughs> years, but this one was in 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 effect for 58 years. But huh. nobody seems to that have a problem like with that. seems like settled law. It does seem like settled huh. law. Yeah. So, wow. look, our Constitution uh, is, it was divinely inspired and I believe people can be divinely inspired, but you can also be wrong. Uh, and people, our court system, gets it wrong sometimes, and they admit it. And when they do, that's a good thing, as long as it's bringing us back to more freedom, not less freedom. Um, by the way, the summer of rage is, is going on, uh, but Akil Reed Amar, did you read, did you read his He's a constitutional scholar and a professor at mm -hmm. Yale Law. Mm -hmm. uh, and he said, uh, you know, this is in the Wall Street Journal. You know, the dire assessments, uh, you know, on the overturn of Roe versus Wade, they just don't stand up to scrutiny, end quote. Um, he is one of the many people that said Roe versus Wade. He's pro-choice and said Roe versus Wade had to be overturned. It was bad law mm -hmm. um he also says uh that you can overturn the uh precedent uh supreme court precedents strictly bind lower courts they do not bind the supreme court itself indeed an essential function of the court is to revise incorrect and outdated prior rulings over the last <laughs> century the court has ru overruled itself about twice a year roughly the same rate at which the court has overturned acts of congress he said, precedents fall for many reasons. Sometimes the world changes in ways that mock the logic and expectations of the old ruling. Sometimes opposing lines of cases evolve and clash, and sometimes something just has to give. Most fundamentally, sometimes the court comes to believe that an old case egregiously is misinterpreting the Constitution, so the old case must go. He said this was ripe for reversal. Uh, he also goes on to, you know, they're saying, well, this is just going to lead to everything. We're going to start putting black people back on a plantation. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 
Uh, he says that is not going to happen. Uh, it is about uh, Roe versus Wade only. And Alito makes it clear in his opinion that is only about abortion. He also makes a really good point about precedent. He said the Supreme Court's not held to uh, upholding precedent. That's for the lower courts uh, after a Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court can't be held to its itself being right. uh, and all it, about precedent. Yeah, in lower courts, it does. You don't want to yes. overturn precedent, but that's what the Supreme Court is for. And right. what I really love, I heard somebody say, when you're at the Supreme Court and you're arguing precedent, it means you don't have a case. Um, That's a good point. Anyway, he said, and I want to quote this, there is nothing radical, illegitimate, or improperly political in what Justice Alito has written. End quote. But are we going to see the end of anything? Nah. No. Hey, by the way, uh, Abbott, the baby formula maker, has reached a deal with federal regulators to open up the plant and get it running. Now, let me ask you this. What do you mean reached a deal with federal federal regulators? What does that mean exactly? Yeah, I was fascinated by that as well. Yeah, I mean, you either have said that it's sterile, sterile and there's nothing that can harm the baby in there. Yeah. You or cleaned not. it up or you didn't. Yeah, one Which or the other. It? There's no deal to be struck. Um, the uh, CEO says our number one priority is getting infants and families the high quality formulas they need. And this is a major step towards reopening our facility so we can ease the nationwide formula shortage. Uh, we look forward to working with the FDA to quickly and safely reopen the facility, by the way. Uh, and he did not. This is in the this, this was really bothersome. He did not disclose the terms of the agreement but said that production could resume in the next two weeks. It will still take six to eight weeks before it gets to market. Now, here's the thing that really bothers me about this. Um, what kind of deal did you have to make? And did you know that the FDA and the CDC swept the plant and concluded that the bacteria responsible for the infections of those babies that died were only found in non-product contact areas of the facility and were not the bacteria that was linked to any known infant illness. Genetic sequencing samples of two of the infants revealed that their cases uh, did not match the strains found in the plant. So why wasn't that plant opened immediately? Why are they negotiating with the federal government? I closed it down in good faith because there was a chance that our formula had that, uh, that uh, bacteria in it that was causing infants to die. So Turns we, out it didn't. We pulled all of that back off the shelves. Where is that formula? Because that formula is fine. Why isn't that formula being shipped right out again? Because there was no problem with it. So what did they do with the formula? What did the federal government make them do with that formula? And what kind of deal did this free comp company have to cut with the government when they were found innocent and clear 
of any of the problems with the babies. Why is no one asking that question? All that baby formula is down at the border at the uh, detention centers because they're well stocked. They have plenty of baby formula for the illegals who have sneaked across our border. You see what's happening? Pat is Pat is just buttering people up for replacement theory. (laughs) So it's happening. What you're saying here Uh is you're going to have to answer to a Hispanic man. Someday. No, I, I wasn't. Oh, that's what wasn't saying that. No, I read it in Rolling Stone. That's exactly you? what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. So anytime yeah. you're opposed to illegal immigration. Yeah. It's replacement, it's replacement theory. Yeah. It's replacement theory. Okay. Yeah. Huh. By the way, um, you have to listen to our number one uh, of the podcast today because we went in to what the media is saying, what the true facts are. And uh, this replacement theory nonsense we go into what was actually in the um, manifesto of the killer. There's stuff you haven't heard yet. And that's all on the podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts after this show. All right. I know what you're thinking. My gosh, Glenn, you are so handsome, so youthful, energetic. How can that be? Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy, right? Chicks, dig me. I can't. I have to. Ladies, please. I'm happily married. Now, I get my beauty rest. Every, that's how I look this. That's why I look this great. Right, Pat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, yes. Exactly. It's because I'm getting a good night's sleep. Uh, are you getting a good night's sleep? You have to try my pillow. Just try it. 60-day money-back guarantee. If you don't love it, ship it back. You have to try the Giza Elegant Dream Sheets. Uh, the, uh, these things are really the best sheets I've ever had. Pat, you'll verify. Sheets knob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big sheets. time. Big okay. time. These are 39 bucks. I don't know. They're on sale now. Buy one, get one wow. free. Wow. Uh, and they are, they're the best. They are the best. It's great. Use the promo code BECK. Buy one, get one free on all of their products. I'm sorry, select products. But, you know, you can get the Giza Dream Sheets. You can get the pillows. Just enter the promo code BECK. Do it now. Or you can call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. It's buy one, get one free right now at MyPillow.com. The Glenn Back Program. couple of uh, stories that I want to clean up on. First of all, the um, the church that came under fire uh, in Orange County, California, uh, Sunday. We're finding out more about it now. You know, it was a, a 68-year-old Asian guy from Las Vegas who drove in to shoot these people. And he not only was going to shoot them, uh, he came in and he apparently nailed one door shut. I mean, it must be a loud church if yeah. somebody's just nailing the door shut. And then he came in and he chained the rest of the doors. He tried to super glue all the locks so nobody could get out. I assume even him. Um, and he had a bag full not only of bullets, but he also 
um, uh, had, I think, three or four Molotov cocktails um, in, in the bag. He was planning on, you know, that's that's. That's Nazi stuff, man. You're closing in a church, mm-hmm. locking everybody in and burning it down. Um, but he is uh, apparently Chinese and they were Taiwanese. And he this was purely political, purely political. So. But, you know, that's just a Republican thing. You know, we all take. Right. It's white supremacy. It's it is white. It's supremacy. pushed by white supremacy. Yeah. And so it's because, well, my son and I think your son uh, is over making deals with the communist government uh, right now. And so <laughs> we uh, I didn't want to talk about it, but you didn't want to talk about it. it up, yeah. I might as well. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 He's in uh, China right now. Yeah. Out some deals. I asked him for ten percent of everything he makes while he's oh yeah 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 the big guy yeah yeah I said don't refer to me as you know your dad yeah or Pat just say say big say guy. big guy yeah yeah so. are you paying any of his legal fees to incorporate any of his businesses yeah if he gets without into any knowledge yeah of I don't what he does. I never talk to him about what he does <laughs> right never talk right. to him about but it. you're just calling up an attorney and saying. Yeah, why don't you? Here's the credit card. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing, <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Just charge me. I don't even know if I need you. Yeah, but just in case, I'm yeah. going to start paying you. Yeah, a lot of money. A lot of to money. fix it. So anyway, back to the <laughs> back to the church in Orange County. Yeah, these churchgoers were fantastic. Oh, just heroes. 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 Yeah. Um, immigrants, I believe. Mm-hmm. Most of them from Taiwan, so they're immigrants. Which I'm torn now because I'm supposed to hate them, according to MSNBC. Um, the um, uh, the sheriff said, we believe a group of churchgoers detained him, hogtied his legs with an extension cord and confiscated at least two weapons from him. He was detained when the deputies arrived. And first, the former pastor of the congregation hit him with a chair and put him down. <laughs> and then they hogtied him. I love that. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. I love. Otherwise, that. there would have been. Oh, it would have been many they, more people killed. Yeah, everybody there. Everybody there killed. probably would have been killed. I mean, he yeah. was planning on on uh, you know burning it down to the ground. Forty people were inside uh, the church. Jeez. Um. So it was a it was a former pastor that was going back to Taiwan, and they were having a a goodbye lunch. Mm. Uh, for him and that's when this guy came in they they're not giving any more details on this one because you know there's no real interest in no. that you know it's asian on asian crime we don't not we, interesting it, not interesting at all mm-hmm. i think it's fascinating that somebody here in america feels so strongly so pro china and i mean he, he apparently is very much against Taiwan being separate from China and had just had enough. Probably, probably wow. souped up, you know, on, from Tucker Carlson. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. that's what the yeah. media is speculating. He is, yeah. Yeah, he is so pro-China. Um, but anyway. And anti-Taiwan. Yeah, very anti-Taiwan. You know, all of us Republicans are. All completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway. <sighs> God bless that church. No kidding. How do you think? You think you know? We we go to we go to church together. Mm-hmm. How do you think we'd react, gunmen? I think in? we'd be under the pews. Oh, I don't. <laughs> do you really? 
Oh, we had a guy. That, I think you've got you've got people, don't you? That uh, you no, know, but I we had a guy who I was speaking one Sunday. He came in, had a yeah, gun, yeah. and guys surrounded him. Not my guys, just Actually regular went church. Over and sat down by him when yeah. people realized, yeah, he's here for you. And they were like, "We'll take care of him." Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. It was, yeah, it wouldn't he have gotten. Have no, gotten he would have face in the pew fast. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's exceptional to live in Texas. And with people who know they are the first responders. All right. Back in a minute. threat to our nation, the greatest threat to our individual liberties, the greatest threat of my lifetime, and that includes communism. That is a quote from a gentleman who is joining us in studio here in 60 seconds on ESG. So I want to I want to show you something that I've asked the Tuttle Twins, uh, the Tuttle Twins books to make this free it's uh, i think book number eight spectacular show business these books it's a series of books that you can read to your kids uh as they're growing up and uh you know cat in the hat is is great um but this is uh, a book on business what does it take to be an entrepreneur what is it and the first thing they talk about is risk are you somebody who doesn't like risk uh you know and how much risk can you tolerate and it it goes through all the way to a business proposal but it is i mean it sounds really boring i'm gonna read that to my kid yeah you will it's really not boring it's written really well for your kids to understand and we have got to teach our kids about risk and being their own business person it's what made america and we're losing it All you have to do is just go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com and uh, you can get the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business for free. Just pay for shipping now. Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Andy Puzder, he is the executive chairman of Second Vote Advisors and visiting fellow of the Heritage Foundation. I just have to go through his... His resume here, just for a second. Uh, uh, Hardy's and Carl's Jr., um, he's the one who really made them into what they are today. 
He was uh, the guy who started Carl's, uh, Carl's uh, Karchner's personal attorney in 86. He became the CEO in 2000, led the company out of serious financial difficulties. Under his leadership, they expanded to almost 4,000 restaurants globally. Currently, the executive chairman of the board of Second Vote Advisors. That's an investment firm formed in response to sh- sh- uh, sorry, uh, sh- stakeholder capitalism and the ESG movement. He is a frequent lecturer on economics and politics for various groups, as well as colleges and universities, senior fellow at Pepperdine University School of Public Policy, a visiting fellow, business and economic freedom at the Heritage Foundation, senior fellow at the America First Policy Institute, a member of the Reagan Institute's National Leadership Council, a director of the Job Creators Network, also on the Washington University Law School Board of Advisors, the State Financial Officers Foundation, National Advisory Committee, and the Advisory Board at Prager University. Obviously, <laughs> he has nothing to do with his day. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm great. My wife keeps asking when this retirement thing yeah. starts. I, t- I told her this is it. You know, <laughs> this is it. I know, I know, I know. It, there's no, you know, the one word that it does not it is there's no word for it in the Hebrew language, and that is retirement. I don't think God intended us to nope. retire. Can't do it. Um, so let's talk about um, ESG, and I want to get to second vote because that's a real solution. But you just described ESG off air as the biggest threat to America in your lifetime. Yeah, it's, it's a real challenge to the core values of the Constitution. It's a threat to our democracy because it takes away the right to resolve things at the voting booth. This, uh, these large investment firms vote stock to compel companies to do things that they might not otherwise do, accomplish these progressive agenda items, and they do it as a shortcut around the ballot box Correct. because they can't, they, can, they can't get these things passed popularly. It's a threat to our economic freedom because they pressure CEOs rather than to pursue profit, which is the, the heart and soul of the free market capitalist system that's given us this incredible prosperity. They compel them to do things that are consistent uh, with this progressive uh, agenda, and it's a threat to our individual liberty because they use our money. They're using the money of red state pension funds. If you've got an investment, if you have any assets at all invested, you probably have investments with BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. Guarantee it. They will vote all of the shares they own with your money against your values and against your financial interests if they're pursuing these agenda, these uh, progressive agenda. So it's a, it's a, it's a large. As you said earlier, it's the most severe threat to our nation and our freedom and our liberty in my lifetime. And I'll be seventy-two years old. That's about thirty percent of the country history so that's amazing um so when i first stumbled onto this two years two plus years ago i thought this is a conspiracy it, there's no way this is true and the more i looked into it and found the original sources i couldn't believe how well done it was and how far done it was are we i mean are we cooked here well, we're not cooked uh, because we can still react. And as you know from the conference you're having here yeah. as we speak, uh, state governments are beginning to react to this because they're finding that their their state funds are being invested to pursue things they, they were elected to oppose. Correct. Uh, so we can fight back. But look, it's 
you know, like as I said, it it it's it's insidious. It's it what they did. I, you have to respect what the left did on this. It all of a sudden it appeared, and it looked. By the time yeah. I d- I discovered it about eighteen months, two years ago. And by the time I found out about it, it looked like we had lost already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we're fighting back now, so we haven't. But I mean, they affect your credit. You know, they're now talking about individual ESG scores. Yeah, which means that you individually will be may not get the credit score. You may not get the interest rate you want, or you may not get a bank loan because of the charity you contribute to maybe you contributed to your church's charity that that could be held against you or you were in the paper or online standing up against the local school board or you supported a republican candidate or a yeah. conservative candidate all of these things will go into the esg scoring and you will be compelled to hide your religious beliefs you'll be compelled to hide your political beliefs if you want a loan if your kids want to buy a car if they want to get insurance they're going to have to hide who they are or what they do if we let this continue and they say that um you know people will say well that's that's unconstitutional. And these are private corporations. Why not let them do that? And it's unconstitutional. They couldn't do it in the first place. Well, it's you're right. It's not constitutional. If there's any government support for this, that would tie them into the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you look at a number of people that are guiding the economic policies of the Biden administration came from BlackRock. Black and so th- there, there are ties here. The SEC, the Department of Labor, they're all working to advance this ESG agenda. It's almost dystopian. It, 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 it's 1984, and, and you it's don't even crazy. know it. And they, now they're even using phrases that come out of 1984, like yeah. this, this uh, what's what's the group that's now going to judge whether or not yeah, we can the, say uh, uh, disinformation. Yeah. Uh, government, governance board. Yeah, the yeah. government. I mean, yeah. it's right out of George Orwell. I I, th- this is, this, these are scary times. This but is I don't very think scary people stuff. believe, Americans were naive, because we it's never happened here. And so they don't think that, you know, you hear, oh, global governance, and they think, oh, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. And there's no way these banks, you know, because you immediately go to, it's a star chamber, and the Rothschilds are involved. And you're like, no, this, forget all of that stuff. But people don't believe it could happen here. Yeah, I was I was suspicious when they came out with stakeholder capitalism. I thought that was a ridiculous thing. I thought no right. business would no business would divert its intent from making a profit. That's what you do, right? That's right. how you're. But the more I looked into it, the more I found, my God, they are doing. And it's not it's not the CEOs of these companies who actually would, I think, many of them like to make a profit and not be politically involved. Yeah, it's these fund managers that control. I think BlackRock alone control controls ten trillion dollars in investments. If you look at BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, those are the three largest fund managers. They manage our money. They manage my money and your money. Combined, they are the largest shareholder in 80% of the companies in the S&P 500. That's 80% of the largest publicly traded companies in America. If you add them together, they're the largest shareholder, and they're all pursuing this ESG agenda. You know, radical environmental policy, critical race theory, human resource programs, uh, this so-called diversity hiring where you put people on your boards of directors, not based on their qualifications or their character, but based on their race or their sex, which quite honestly, I've been fighting against my whole career. All of a sudden now it's the fashionable thing to do. This This is bad. This is a very, very serious threat. People need to take it seriously. Okay. So, um, the first thing we can do is take our money out of these organizations. But uh, I know my own advisor said, Glenn, you, you got to stay in. They're going to, they're, I mean, they're, they are the powerhouses and they are going to make all kinds of money, make money with them and then use your money to fight against them. That was the quote. 
Yeah, I, I think we need to change that now. I think that they're, they've become so powerful. I said, this is so insidious. It's, it's the kind of threat that we've always been warned about. It's the kind of threat that comes from within. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons that now you, you uh, Vivek, my friend Vivek Ramasamy has talked about yep. coming out with a group that will have investments where you can put money and fight this woke capitalism thing. My friends, uh, Dave and Diane Black, already start, and, you, and who you know well, mm-hmm. have already started a group called Second Vote Advisors. Mm-hmm. I'm now the executive chairman of that group. And we offer, you can buy our products today. Vivek's products are probably coming right. out in the fall. But today we've got a, a pro-life product uh, where if you invest, it's L-Y-F-E, and you can get it on Ameritrade or have your broker get it for you. But if you and that invest, is a and, and that's a fund. Uh, that's an, an exchange-traded fund, an ETF. Okay. Yep. If you invest in it, you will not be investing in any companies that support abortion. Not only ones that not you, not only will you not be supporting companies that perform, but companies that you know make charitable contributions to Planned Parenthood or companies that are now talking about sending their employees to other states to get abortions, they will not be in that fund. And it's performed very well, beat the S&P 500 and the Russell 1000 consistently. <laughs> and we have a It's sec- amazing when companies uh, you know, decide to just do what they do best, how good those companies can be. Well, we actually have uh, a fund coming out called the Shareholders First Fund which will only invest in funds that are politically neutral, not left, not right. It's an ETF that should be out in the next month or two. We're in SEC approval right now. We're, we got a prospectus on file. And the theory behind this fund is that um, companies that focus on making a profit will be more mm. profitable than companies that don't. Yeah. And I, I, people wow, always they say, say that to me again, <laughs> Professor. That's pretty deep. But people always expect me to say something else, but that's really it. Yeah. I, you know, having run a large public company, I can tell you that it's hard enough to make a profit when you focus on it. Correct. Let alone when your focus is on changing the world consistent with some collectivist political agenda. That changes all the time. And we do have one other, we have one other ETF you can buy now. It's called a Society Defended. And the companies that we exclude from this ETF are ones that, that support defunding the police, oppose the Second Amendment, oppose border security. Uh, it's EGIS. It's also on Ameritrade or through your broker. And it's actually performed better than the Life Fund. They both perform better than the S&P that crazy? or the uh, or is the that Russell divine 1, providence, or what do you think that is? Well, I, it, number one, it's picking stocks that I think are have have CEOs or management whose heads in the right place. You know, you're you really are kind of focused on what your company's going to be doing, uh, profit wise, not politically. And secondly, we apply financial methodologies. Uh, once we pick those stocks, we hone it down to what the stocks we think right. will be the best. Right. And right. so you've got the good, the strong financial methodology. In fact, on our ETFs. The uh, stock pickers we use are Art Laffer Jr. and Nancy Tengler of Laffer Tengler Inc. And they're yeah. both very, very qualified yeah, and good people. Good. So this is our way. We're, we're out there with products now fighting this. Thank God you're fighting it with the, uh, with the organization you have here that's opposed to ESG. Uh, there are other, you know, each state has to fight. Al- Alec came out. I drafted a law about three, four months ago uh, that makes it a breach of fiduciary duty for fiduciaries, right. these pension fund fiduciaries, to invest in ESG as opposed to profit motivated. Correct. It really, I really just took what was in ERISA, which is a federal law that doesn't right. govern state plans, and a, a regulation that Gene Scalia got passed when he was Secretary of Labor and combined them into a, a state law and took the voting rights away. I said the state has to take all the voting rights away from all of these fund managers and they'll vote the darn shares themselves. 
uh, and not let mm. them pressure these CEO, CEOs. Mm -hmm. Now, ALEC adopted that legislation. It's I think it's called the State Fiduciary Duty Act. Uh, that's the American Legislative Council that does a lot of conservative legislation. So it's been adopted, and we've been talking about it here in your meeting. Good, good. And I think we're going to get some action on it next year. So we are fighting back, but nobody, nobody should underestimate. This This is a huge threat. You thought communism was a threat. You thought uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC oh, and their, their ridiculous version of socialism was a threat. Yeah. You know, th th these were, th th that was penny any stuff. Yeah, we are currently paying, yeah, we are currently paying for it at the pump. That, that. I, I think there's a good argument that ESG investing by driving up the price of gasoline, the price of oil, mm -hmm. empowered Vladimir Putin to to uh, invade the Ukraine. He couldn't have done it if he didn't have the money. You'll recall Ronald Reagan defeated the Soviet Union right. by driving down the price of oil. Correct. Well, we drove it up with our ESG investing, yep. and now we've got people in the Ukraine paying the price for that. All right, more in just a second. Can you hang for just a couple sure. more minutes? Uh, let me um, let me give you one minute here to tell you about Goldline. Uh, right now, with what is happening to our economy, um, assets are becoming very valuable. Um, those assets can be anything, land, uh, art, gold, silver, uh, gold is uh, a hedge against inflation, but it is, I've always looked at it as the hedge against insanity. When the world goes insane, and it does from time to time, it will go off a beaten path and it will just start doing things that will kill itself. And then it sobers up and it returns to something stable like gold or silver. Please consider uh, precious metals, and I'm not talking about all of it, maybe maybe, maybe 10% of what you have. Just put it into something that holds its value. Goldline has some of the sought, most sought-after silver products in the precious metals market now. You can uh, find them and get the new Ben Franklin Silver Round. Uh, Gold, uh, Goldline is giving away also the Maple Flex Silver Bar with qualifying orders of the Ben Franklin Silver Round. They are great. It's this week only. They will sell out, so don't wait to call. Call them now, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Andy Puzder is with us. He is the executive chairman of Second Vote Advisors. Um, where can we find the information? If we're there's a website called Second Vote Advisors. You have to put advisors in though, or you'll end up other okay. places. But Second right. Vote, two, the number two ND Vote Advisors with okay. an ERS at the end. Uh, uh, so you can go to that website. Okay. Um, I want to talk to you about something else that I haven't really heard people talk about and maybe they've been talking about it in the meetings that you're having across the brickyard here um and that is it's not just using our money at the state level using our money to work against us it is also giving the um the radical left the ability to shut states down uh, what we did to vladimir putin that was esg in action uh, and the biggest corporations in the world, McDonald's, they didn't want to do this. And then they said, well, uh, we might have some reputational risk at stake, so we're going to go along with it. That was ESG. And if these states 
decide that they're going to go after CRT or they're not going to have, you know, bathrooms for all genders. This can be turned on them. And I mean, shut them down like states have never seen before. It's true. In fact, this happened in Georgia, as you recall. They went to the transgender bathroom and uh, and there was a people were boycotting the state and they backed off. We do have some governors that won't back off. Governor DeSantis in Florida being the prime example. You go after him. He's going to go after you. It's very much like a Donald Trump type thing. You know, you're 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 you you can oppose him. You can argue with him. You go after him. He's going to come back at you. You were you were um, going to be. what, what were you? What did he name you to? He he nominated me for Secretary of Labor. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I, you know, the attack from the left was uh, was uh, was vicious to say the least. I bet. I uh, bet. It was it was a tough period to go through because I'd been advised not to go. I I was told I couldn't go on TV to defend myself. They were uh, the people that were running this said, "No, don't worry about it. You're going to get confirmed." Well, you know, I mean, I was a trial lawyer. I'd been on TV a lot. Uh, uh, it really wasn't an issue for me. But I didn't didn't want to defend myself and the attacks finally weakened some Republican That's too votes. Bad. But a lot of this was because of what I had done with the pro-life movement, quite honestly. I was attacked. Sure. They, you know, they, uh, yeah. they really don't want you if you've done something meaningful for the, uh, exactly the pro right. right. Exactly right. Do you think, I've talked to Donald Trump about ESG, and I'm not sure it completely clicks with him. Have you talked to him about it? Does he understand what it is? I haven't talked to him for a couple of months, um, and we did not talk about ESG when I spoke with him. But look, it, Give me five minutes with him and, you know, I'll yeah. get five minutes at some point and yeah, he'll yeah, understand yeah. it. This is not, he'll, he'll get this quickly. Yeah. What he, the what people think, they think, well, it's like stakeholder capitalism and that's really not a real thing. Exactly yeah. right. But, that's the biggest thing we fight is yeah. people think they either dismiss it as a conspiracy theory or they dismiss it as it's not really that powerful. It's not going to happen. Yeah, the, the, the People need to understand that it's, it, this isn't. The CEOs of these companies making decisions to do these these leftist collectivist agenda item type things. This is the people that control their companies. This is the people that own the stock of their companies. Yep. Look what happened with Exxon. You had a little bitty hedge fund decided to want it called Engine Number One. Wanted to put a couple of environmentalists on the board of Exxon. Well, guess what? These large investment funds, BlackRock, Vanguard, they owned about 21% of Exxon, voted all their shares in favor of putting the environmentalist on Exxon's board at a time when oil is going through the ceiling, right? The price is going up and it's up nuts. and up. And we're going to put environmentalists on Exxon's board. And it, and it succeeded. Now, the it, real problem... Hang is on, we're gonna, we have to hit a break okay. here. Um, Andy Puzder, he is uh, with 2ndvoteadvisors.com. More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. So if it's time to sell your home, I know what you're thinking. Oh, this will be a piece of cake. Uh, you're either going to, if you're in Texas, you're not having a problem uh, selling your house. You're in California. I mean, good luck. New Jersey, good luck to you. Um, and it, things are changing rapidly because of the interest rates. You need the best real estate agent you can find. Um, we look for them, and this is a free service to you. We look for the best real estate agent in your area, the one with the best track record, the one who knows uh, how to attract buyers to their website. So you've got plenty of buyers already visiting their website and seeing your house when you do list it. They're the people that know how to negotiate on both ends. It's realestateagentitrust.com. That's realestateagentitrust.com. 
go there, get the right real estate agent, whether you're buying your house and moving across the street or, or, or buying a house across the country and selling the one you're in, whatever you need, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Steve Dace, and me, Pat Gray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Some very important races are happening all over the country. Uh, Today, it is primary day in many states. Uh, Please go out and vote today. Please. We need warriors uh, that we can send uh, to Congress and the Senate. And I mean that in Washington and also locally in your state. You've got to find the right people. I don't care if it's for the zoning board a state senator or a U.S. senator. We've got to have people who get it um, that are that are fighting for us. Bo Beitman is a Wyoming state senator. He happens to be here in town at the uh, Mercury One uh, American Journey Experience uh, in the classroom section uh, where we have invited the Heritage Foundation and the Heartland Foundation to educate uh, people like you who have been in the trenches fighting and you need some help. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, first of all, um, you're an oil and gas man. Correct. Okay. Um, we are now paying what? $5, almost $5 a gallon, uh, nationally. I think it's four eighty or something like that. It's close to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, it is, it is insane. Um, I didn't really realize how much, uh, ESG played a role in this. I know his policies have played a huge role in this, the president's policies. Mm-hmm. Inflation has played a role, but ESG yeah. is playing a role. Absolutely. It's the invisible fist that we don't see. And it's behind the scenes, but th- you combine President Biden's terrible energy policy with what's happening with ESG, where these banks are strictly cutting off the the funding for exploration and production projects. Correct. These companies can't get the money to drill. I've talked to people in the energy business and they've said, Glenn, they could approve all the leases. They're not, but Mm -hmm. they could approve all the leases. We don't have any money to go and explore and drill. That's right. That's crazy. It is. And, you know, when we're at one hundred and fourteen dollars a barrel right now. Yeah. And the exploration side of the business is still kind of slow, if non-existent. That should scare everybody, because what I do as a landman if I'm not out there getting new leases for new production coming online in five years, 10 years on federal lands, we're going to be longing for the days, Glenn, of $4 gas if we don't have new supply coming online behind what we're using up now. So this is – people need to wake up and wake up quick. This is intentional. I mean, just think 16 months ago, we were awash in oil, right? We The oil prices Everywhere. were low. We had affordable energy. Things were good. It took – Biden 16 months to do what Jimmy Carter, it took him four years yeah. to create an energy crisis in one of the most energy rich countries in the world. And they think people think that they can just turn it back on. Yeah, and it's can't. not like that. No, especially with the banks. That's the key. If if the free market were actually allowed to work, Glenn, everybody be rocking and rolling in the oil. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but yeah. it's not. You combine the 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 closing off in Wyoming of the federal lands, which is over 60% of our minerals are owned by the feds 
we that lands off the table. Private land, you know, it, there's only so much of it, and you Correct. can't put together a drilling unit without, you know, crossing a little piece of federal Correct. land here or there. Um, the um, the the way this also spreads is the banks that are really involved in ESG are not your local banks, and most of your state banks are against this stuff, mm-hmm. but they're getting crushed by the big banks. Yeah. They're paying for all of the lobbyists to come in the states yeah. and shut anybody down yeah. that is standing against it. Yeah, we our bill sailed through introduction uh, in the Senate uh, 25 to 5, I think, on introductory vote. It got sent to committee hearing. I testified, introduced my bill. Then the bankers came in, the big bank lobbyists, and they, they just started parsing every little word. What's a social credit score? What does this mean? What does this mean? And they just killed it. And it, the bill didn't even get a, a motion. It just died. Because a you, you, these guys look at these banks. They don't understand the world has changed. Correct. And you look at these banks and you're like, we, we have to have banks and they're trustworthy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And they're on a different page. They are. Uh, and your local yeah. banks can't speak out against them or they'll be crushed. Exactly. Yeah. And what's scary is, Glenn, all these big banks are on the same sheet of music. I was talking to my friend J.D. I just met from New Hampshire, you know, sharing war stories about our bills that we've we've ran in our states and comparing notes on how they killed our bills. And it's the same exact talking points that they're using to, to kill our bills. And we, it's time those of us on the good side get together and, and do it. So what do we do? How can we help you guys? And what do you need the public to do? The public needs to read your book, for one. I mean, that thing is <laughs> amazing. And just getting the word out. We're always playing from behind with the left, right? It seems like we're always playing catch up. But it, and it seems overwhelming at times as a state legislator. They're throwing stuff at you constantly, and you're always just trying to react. But what you're doing, Glenn, is so important. Getting the word out. We have to uh, educate fellow legislators because when I was speaking to some of my colleagues, it just went right over their heads. You could it does. see you that. You see it. Yeah. They you had no it. idea what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And their eyes just start to glaze yeah. over. I talked to uh, Governor Little in, uh, in Idaho, who was, uh, uh, I think, a real disappointment for me at least. He sat down in his uh, chair. He came in to meet with me about this and some others. And uh, he, I said, so how much do you know about ESG? And he said, well, you would have asked me that yesterday, and I would say nothing. But I called a banking friend of mine, and, <laughs> and uh, now I think I'm pretty up on it. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. I did. Yeah. yeah, I bet you are. Yeah. I bet you got the slap on the back saying, oh, <laughs> That's right. we don't do that yeah. in Idaho. Don't worry about that. We, I got the same pat on the back. Yeah. We don't do this in Wyoming, yeah. but you're fine. This is a national thing. You just pat you on the head and make you go away yeah. kind of thing. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going away. This is too important. So Wyoming is has always been a cowboy state. Absolutely. I mean, I have lots of relatives that live in, in uh, Wyoming, and I love Wyoming. Um, however, Jackson Hole and Cody are starting to go deep blue. <laughs> Jackson, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the People's Republic of Teton County is yeah. what we call it. But, uh, you know. I tell everybody when I met President Trump last year, I told him Wyoming's the bluest red state in the union. I mean, because the people are wildly, they're conservative through and through. The yeah, people are, yeah. but they elect rhinos. I, I hate to say the word rhinos because everybody, it gets thrown around so much, but we elect moderate to liberal uh, 
senators and representatives. How, I, I mean, people have got to wake up, especially yeah. I live in a you know small farming town and, uh, you know, they're starting to get it. Mm-hmm. And you just can't trust that just because it's an R. Yes. And you're from Wyoming. Right. That doesn't mean yeah. it the days of it. having the slick campaign flyer that says I'm yeah. pro-life check, pro-gun check yeah. and against new taxes. Right. Vote for me. I have an R by my name. Those days are gone. Because now voters are waking up. They want to see your voting record. They want to see if you're actually walking the walk, if you talk the talk. So, And I, I welcome that. I encourage people to check out my voting record yeah. and how I vote because that's the only way we're going to fix this is an educated voting. So are you um, uh, you're going to reintroduce this next year? Oh, absolutely. I'm loaded for bear. I'm ready to – this weekend was phenomenal, meeting other fellow legislators, working with Heartland, working with – all the experts and uh you know there's some areas that you know i didn't even think about like yeah. with the voting our shares with our state funds that's huge that's huge why would we give blackrock and vanguard our proxies to vote against basically slit our own throats exactly right stupid it's insane so we have to stop that there's other things that we can get in this bill that will just make it so much better yeah good yeah. good well, best of luck to you, Bo. Thanks, Glenn. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Thanks. Uh, uh, Senator Bo Biteman from uh, Wyoming on social credit bills. You can follow him uh, at Bo Biteman or uh, W-Y-O-L-E-G dot gov. In big ways and small ways, you help shape the future of America. Um, by casting your vote and then a second vote, what you do with your money. How you spend your money matters. It matters what companies you choose to do business with, especially as a new parallel economy continues to grow. If you are paying uh, far too much for your your, uh, phone service, uh, switch. Switch right now. You'll save a lot of money on mobile if you switch to Patriot Mobile, they have plans that will fit any budget. They have a 100% U.S.-based customer support team. It's amazing service. Um, and they share your values and supports organizations for religious freedom, constitutional rights, the sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. It is Patriot Mobile. We have got to support the companies that are with us, that are standing with us, and don't just tolerate us or, you know, quietly knife us in the back. We need people and companies that are with us. And that is Patriot Mobile. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972 Patriot. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. I, I read some stuff this morning. I've been doing some research on what's happening with the WHO. Uh, and uh, I read some stuff today that'll make your head explode um, and is really evil and important. But let me give you this uh, today from uh, from Daniel Horowitz at The Blaze. States must preemptively nullify any WHO international pandemic regulation. I'm going to read it verbatim because it's just so well written. 
And now is the time that things are shifting. We're going to. There's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. That's Joe Biden, March 21st, 2022. Any Republican that is running without mentioning your intent to fight the global pandemic treaty or regulations might as well run as a Democrat. This is really super important and it is beginning to happen next week on may 22nd the world health assembly the governing body of the world health organization is going to meet in geneva switzerland to discuss the next step in its pandemic treaty and the quest to use public health to expand the who's power over sovereign states representatives from 193 nations including the u.s will be attending the only country not invited is Taiwan. Gee, I wonder why. So what is this treaty? On January 24th, 2022, the director general of the WHO explained the treaty was a priority to urgently strengthen the WHO as leading and the directing authority on global health at the center of the global health architecture. He laid out the guiding principle of this plot. We quote, all want a world in which science triumphs over misinformation, solidarity triumphs over division, and equity is a reality, not an aspiration. He said, we are one world. We have one health. We are one WHO. Now, this has not been announced. Biden has not even spoken about it. They are deathly quiet about this but they're going to be approving uh amendments the proposed amendments uh are essentially going to allow the director general of the who to declare public health emergencies in any country and unilaterally coerce its citizens to take certain actions here's one of the amendments a critical section from article 9 uh, the who shall consult with and attempt to obtain verification from the state party whose territory the event is allegedly occurring. But this is the way uh, it's going to read now. WHO may take into account reports from sources of other than notifications or consultations. Uh, consultations shall uh, assess these reports according to establish uh, principles and then communicate information on the event to the state party in whose territory the event is allegedly occurring. Now, they have scratched out before taking any action based on reports. The WHO shall consult with and attempt to obtain verification from the state party. That's all gone. They're taking that out. So, WHO gets information, has reports, and they can act without verifying with the president or anybody else why would you be erasing the requirement for the who to consult with the government uh number four if the state party does not accept the offer of collaboration within 48 hours who it used to say may it now says who shall 
when justified by the magnitude of public health risk, immediately share with other state parties the information available whilst encouraging the state party to accept the offer of collaboration by the WHO. It used to say there, uh, while taking into account the views of the state party concerned. So they're erasing all of our sovereignty. This is going to be another thing they're going to say is a conspiracy theory. It is not. You can look it all up. It is the World Health Agenda from the World Health Organization. They are meeting in Geneva uh, on May 22nd. So that's next week. They are intentionally quiet on this. Because they know the power. Now we also know what the WHO is. You remember when everybody was saying we got to get out of the WHO. They're just a tool of China. Why would you say that? Forget that I mentioned that Taiwan is the only country not uh, invited to this in Geneva. Yeah, that's completely, completely uh, irrelevant. Amen, brother. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even you. know why you brought it up in the first place. Thank you. Thank it's a good you. thing they weren't. Actually, it's a, I wish we weren't invited to it. Uh, well, I will tell you this. Another reason why Donald Trump, they fought so hard to keep him out because he wouldn't have. You were, he sure would. He have. would not yes. have. That's exactly he would right. not have empowered the well, WHO. He took us out of the WHO. Exactly right. So. And this president is not only putting us back, hmm. they are taking away our sovereignty. And so it's one more Unreal. piece to the global government of the left. Warning. This is the Glenn Beck.